We began the parak where Yayash, Baruch Hashem, at this point is still from under the direction of Yayada Kayan, his Rebbe, his uncle, his savior, and I keep stressing that, you'll see why. And they have the wonderful idea to start repairing the damage that Asalia and her family had inflicted on the Beis Amitish. Uh, we saw last week they basically put a stop to the uh, steadiness of the Tamidim and had taken whatever gold and silver uh, nuts and bolts and pieces they could find and ripped it off the base of Mikdash. So it was in disrepair. Yoyosh had started a program, told the Kayanim to take the various donations and then pull together and start the project of Bedeka Bias. He called them in last week and he gave them sort of a Mishaberich in Pasach Ches, Read that again. New system is, the doc says he was cheshish, that they were keeping the money. The reality was they were just waiting till it added up to a sizable sum so they could start the project and not have to stop, which makes some sense, but the truth is they didn't want to be under chashad and they were more than happy to change the system and have it go straight to the pushka. The bizarre chutzpah of Yayash, who's uh, calling Yehoyada, who's 120 years plus, in and gives him the same uh, tongue lashing that he gives the other Kayanim, will have to be addressed. That's already a sign that something is very wrong over here. And this is while he's still alive. We know that after he dies, he's going to go very off due to the negative influence of his advisors and their Hanifa, which we will get back to. But first, I'd like to um, finish the... Uh, Entire parak with the uh, psukim for the basic backdrop, and then we'll go back. Pasuk tes ve'esu akayinem levotik chach kesef me'isa'am. They were more than happy. Levotik chazek is bedik abayis. They don't have to be in charge anymore. And yoyada akayin. This gives you a uh, glimpse into the tzaddik, the rare tzaddik we're uh, dealing with. Uh, he was unusual in the way he dealt with yoyish and running the country. The Anivas here is astounding. If you uh, put the top five uh, Gedele Adar of all generations in Anivas, he would be there. Moshe Rabbeinu is obviously first, as the Pasuk says so. But uh, the fact that he's called in, and the same sentence is uh, sort of accused, according to the Radak, of not doing things right. He didn't accuse his uncle of uh, taking anything, but he uh, screamed at everybody together, which is not the way to do it, either bring the Kainim in or have a private meeting with him. And not only doesn't he say anything, not only doesn't he object, is a different thing, and he was so focused on just getting the job done, and if he heard a good idea from Yoya, she just said, okay, I agree, let's, uh, let's make a pushka. And he had thousands of workers under him, he was the kind Gadol. And the next passage we find that he's drilling the hole. He's making the pushka, he's setting it up which is um, why he accomplished so much. His Anivas over here to understand that he's in charge of getting Klaisla out of the mess that they were in under Asalia, getting rid of the Avodah making a coup, taking over and appointing the king. And he did this in such a self-effacing way. Ki'ilu, uh, he had no, uh, no individual part in this, which is what makes his godless and why he's going to go down in history, as I will explain, as one of the people who saved the Klai Yisrael and Machos Beis David and the Beis Mikdash, And he's pretty much an unsung hero on that, because before this prayer, he asked most people, they don't know who Yoyada is. 
And when we finish with the Chazals, you're going to see uh, Chazals' insight into um, what role, what pivotal role he played. When people would come in, so if anybody handed anything to the Kayan, they would immediately put it in there or they would tell him to put it in directly. And when it was Baruch Hashem overflowing, that two people come to take it out. Now that's uh, picked up by Chazal that uh, the people who are taking the money should be two by two. With that said, like I mentioned last week, the uh, Pasuk is going to mention that when they gave out the money to the artisans, they didn't ask him for an accounting afterwards. Ki and uh, Biakiv in a safer contrast this with Moshe Rabbeinu himself, who gave it accounting. Now, nobody but Dosan Vaviram, the Erevrav, had any Avamina, but Moshe Rabbeinu felt, according to Biakiv, the chilik was that he was appointed by Kosh Baruch Hu, sort of forced on the people. And they didn't necessarily appoint him and said, well, how do we know? You're not Bemuna, we didn't, the committee didn't decide on this. Over here, the Pusik is going to say they selected people who no one have any tainas on which is not easy to find. And you'll say, how can you have times on Moshe You can't if you're normal. But there was the air of Rob, there was Dustin Vavirim. So you don't need an accounting per what the Pussy is going to say. When you're actually uh, transporting the money out, it's a good idea to have two people there when you're unlocking the safe. But uh, per this uh, Rabbi Yaakov, that's almost like a humor. So they took it out. They counted it. They were appointed. So they uh, sort of like the Gizber who now is going to divvy it up on a per need basis to the various artisans. That's the uh, masons, the engineers. Everything needed to fix up the, the building. Now, we stress that because next passage is going to say this was not allocated to buy new kalim. Even though when we get to Divayam, and we'll see that they ended up spending it on that because they had extra money, Baruch Hashem. So then they bought kalim, which was also, I'm sure, Asalia and her henchmen helped themselves to some of the gold gold and silver in the kalim also. But first they wanted to take care of the actual bias. And that's what Yudalot says. Ach lo Hashem, keset, they didn't use it for pitchers. Mezamras, they didn't buy new instruments. Mezrakas, so the uh, bowls, the basins. Chatzaisis, kolkli, zavakli, kesef. Menakesef, mufa, beis Hashem. This was not part of the original project. Ki leisim lacha yidnu v'chizkabaz beis Hashem. They wanted to first make sure the house was in good standing. V'loyachashvu, and they didn't ask them for an accounting afterwards. They trusted them. And again, they appointed them in the first place, so they picked people they felt they could trust, and they did not demand an accounting. Whether well, it's a good idea for them to give one is a different story. As Moshe Rabbeinu did, the question is, was that a Chumrah or come on to Rabbi Yaakov's Chilik? And once we're talking about collections, what did go to the Kayanim? This is Adin Hilchas Karbonas. And this is actually one of the earliest rushes you're going to see in Shas about 
the halachas of various kabbanas. Take a look at Yud Zayin in Rashi. Kesav Asham Kesav Chatos. A mafish mos lechatos laashamay. Regular individual mafish money for chatos or an asham lachos behema v'neisim and a mos and he has extra money. He got a discount to the behema. What does he do with the extra money now? Layuva beis Hashem lebedegabayis. This was not used to be pulled with the money for bedegabayis. Rather, Rashi says lekayin in Eiu. They brought Eilus when the Mizbeach was idle, which was not Bekavadik. Obviously, the Eilus was burnt. But the Irish, the Irish went to the Kainim. Now, how do you like that? It's a real uh, collector's item. Do you ever see a Drosha in Shas? You have uh, Amaroim, you have Tanaim primarily making Droshas. Once in a while, you have. Uh, by Yashani from uh, the Nevi'im Machreinim, Chagiz Chayim Malachi. This is from Yehoyada Hakayin in the first bias. Not even halfway through the first bias. One of the earliest uh, drushes recorded. And uh, the Prophet letting you know that, yes, we took away the uh, collection rights, so to speak, from the Kainim, and they were more than happy. But there are certain, uh, certain uh, gifts that uh, we have, Chavdal of Matmaskuna. But this was a Chiddush that. In this specific case, you have leftover that you were menade for an asham rechatos. The nicer goes the case of mizbeach, and the iris go to the kainim. It's based on this pasuk. Yeah. They used it all for the Avodah unfortunately. People were giving. She took from the money supposed to be coming in from Tamidim, as we discussed last week, and the doc says they actually gave it to their base of Avodah So whatever she took was gone. So but after 25 years, should, shouldn't the Mubuchal also have contributed to this? Why is it waiting on, on, the, on people to give? Was he wealthy enough? A Melech is usually wealthy. We don't have any indication at this point he was stingy. It's possible that they're just recovering. Keep in mind that a, a crown prince grows up wealthy and becomes king, usually has plenty of money, when there was a peaceful succession and his parents are storing up money and his grandparents are storing up money. Asalia, for what we know of her, took everything, misused it, misspent it, and now all the galochim from the Avodah temples had it. So I think not only did he start off very young and inexperienced, he probably started off without any money. So after 25 years, you know, the people are being uh, now taught how to do the right thing. They're trying to put it back together. As kings go, I'm not saying he was poor. As kings go, uh, he didn't have too much extra. Shlomo Melch came into the Malucha. David Melch had laid uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in supplies and cash for the project. And Shlomo had a very prosperous kingdom, didn't have to fight any wars, and everybody just came to bring presents. Very valuable ones at that. So uh, there's a stark difference between the two. So I think as Maluchas go, uh, um, this was not one of the more, at this point, one of the more prosperous ones. And after he goes off, it's going to get worse, which is actually the next Pesach. So, um, so some have, uh, there's a din by uh, Kain Gadol. When he becomes Kain Gadol, he's supposed to make him wealthy per his status. But again, this is a time when they were just fixing things up. I, Yad, I'm sure, would have given also. I don't know, and I'm not saying he didn't give. I'm not sure how wealthy he was either. Uh, they had been through, uh, been through a rough time. Pasig Yurches. The short version here is in Malachim. The Badak will fill us in a little bit. Next week in Metzashem, we will go through the Pesukim in detail in Divrei Yamin, which gives us a, a full picture of what was going on. 
Uh, it's always a fascinating study. What's in Malachim, what's in Divrayamim. The Navi made decisions what to put where, but often you need Divrayamim to fill in the picture. All of a sudden they're attacked. So we just finished building the base of Mikdash, rebuilding, refurbishing. It was built, but it was in disrepair. And Gavaldik, he did a great job. And then all of a sudden he's attacked. And Navi, you already know uh, from Shaftim, which we have yet to do inside, but uh, you're familiar that every parak ends with either doing the right thing and they had peace for 40 years, or they're doing the wrong thing and they were attacked. So, Malachim is not much different. And um, at this point, Yayash went off. We have also yet to explain how he went so far, why he went off. Rashi gave us a glimpse that the uh, young advisors who wanted to get back at the power were of him and convinced him he was a god and then they introduced other Avodazar into the land which Sukkim and Dibriyam will describe at length, but that doesn't explain everything. It doesn't explain why a king who was this good, who had such good Choshova guidance and Rabbeim, his aunt and uncle, and how this can happen. Right now, we're looking at the result. The result was uh, pretty swift, and uh, Yehuda is attacked. Az Yala Chazal, Melech Aram. You can always rely on Aram with a good Chazal, with many of them to attack because they were always interested and Hashem put into their mind as a punishing rod. Vayilachem al-Gas. Gas was owned by Yehuda at that point. Gas always conjures up in our mind. It's Pushkin, but David Malach had conquered it already. So attacking Gas was attacking Yehuda and threatening them. And he succeeded. Vayokadav. Vayasem chazal panov lalos al-Yushalayim. And he now turns his army and he's coming to Yushalayim. The doc will explain in a moment there were actually two battles. And uh, Divriyamim will describe that he attacked originally with a relatively small army and had uh, decimated Yehuda's much stronger army, much larger in number, much more well-equipped. May Hashem just like Hashem can have us win when we're smaller in number, He can have us, Rahman lose, uh, despite the fact the odds are on our side, if it's a punishment. Take a look at the Radak in Yud Ches. Gives us a little bit of the background. So that means this Pasuk is already, after Yadah died, Yayash is already off. And he killed Zechariah ben Yehoyadah. Again, we'll go back to this in detail. This is just the overview. Uh, how that can happen uh, really needs explanation. This is Yehoyadah's son. He was a Navi. He's giving the Musr, and they killed him. Whether the Melech killed him himself with his own hands, probably not, but he let his men do it. And Kilu, that's like Yehoyash killed him. Gam Hargo Zachariah Benavi Mitzah Melafisha Haya Melchicham, as he's giving them Musr. Kufa Sashana Allah Allah Chel Aram, and then Aram attacks. Shte Mohammed's Hayu. Zu Amohama Shahamar, the one that says here, Amarhena, Haisa Rishaina, Baamru Ozya Lechazal, Pirish Kisha Asa, Rab, Ene Hashem, Achare, Mosia Yada. Then Hashem, to wake them up, Hevi Aleim Hakel Melach Aram Anuchem Agath, and Vokdai conquered it. Vehi Haisa Lamalcha Yehuda. Gas was a Jewish city, Bavarning, because it sounds like it's an Eretz Plishtim. It used to be. Ki David Lekacha Miyad Plishtim. Interesting. You notice in Chumash uh, that uh, Yitzchak Avinu, by the next famine, goes down to Eretz Plishtim, and Hashem tells him to stay here and not go to Mitzrayim. Why? Because he's an Agatamima and didn't want him leaving Eretz Canaan. No, Eretz Pushin is part of Eretz Canaan. That's the, this is the debate. 
now, which part of Gaza is high and Shuma's Maisa, which not? So um, maybe some of it always was. We know over here Yehuda had annexed it. David Amalek had conquered it. Perhaps some of it was, and the rest of it will be lost to Lavoi. It's hard to know exactly where the border is. It's very mistaber. Why wouldn't, uh, I mean, can't ask a kasha on the, because Boch gave us a Tisrael, he would give us the whole coast. There's a lot of valuable uh, ports there. So it's right against the coast. So we still have, you have Haifa, you have Ashtar, you have Ashkelon, but um, that's not a, a convincing svara, but it would certainly be, be nice, it would fit if that was all included. But it's a debatable issue now whether there was Kivush uh, Shnia by Eli Bovel. So which part is now Chayv and Shumas Maizah or not. But Eretz Plishtim was always a place that was considered part of Eretz Yisrael in some form, which is why Yitzhak Avinu went down there and was told not to go to Mitzrayim, not to leave here and go back to Eretz Yisrael proper. Just like Pashat Lachumish. V'yasam Chazal, next Radak, Panav Lalas Yushalayim Allah, And he wanted to go to Yushalayim, and on the way he changed his mind. How did he change his mind? He didn't do tshuva. He took most of the money in which he himself had worked hard to amass. The Pasuk is going to say he took everything. He took most of it. We know later on his son Amatsya. Later on, he's going to need it for a different campaign. Right now, he's taking most of it and giving it to Chazal. What's he giving it to him for? It's called a bribe. He told Chazal, look, why, why are you coming here? You want to ransack the city and make money? I'm sending it to you now. Just leave. And he left. Made the money, and he, uh, he went home. But already, that's very sad that here he spent uh, not an insignificant amount of time bringing the money in, and now he just spent it on a war that was totally his fault in the first place. What his parents and grandparents had given to the Mekdash Malach Yudah, and the stuff that he had brought and the campaigns he had made, so now all of it's there. It's interesting. It says over here that uh, these uh, uh, prior kings were his ancestors and they were big tzaddikim. They had given to the Beis Hamikdash already. So there was still money there, but it wasn't his money. It was given to the Beis Hamikdash. They say, why did he have to collect if something was sitting there? The answer is, is that he needed some. Uh, he can't let the treasury uh, go down to zero. Now he let it come out go down to zero. So he took all the remaining stuff from his forefathers and the, uh, the money that he had given, and now it's all going to be gone, or most of it's going to be gone per the Radak. He sends it to Chazal, Vayal Me'al Yushalayim, and Chazal leaves. Yutes in the Radak, Vayal Me'al Yushalayim, Kalamar, Nimna Me'al Yushalayim, Va'achakach, this first war was when he went off a little bit. Now, uh, unfortunately, not too much later, when Zechariah was giving Musr and they killed him in action. This time they came and he couldn't bribe them. Didn't have any money to bribe them with. And they weren't going home. The reason they weren't going home is because Hashem wanted them to now inflict further damage. Now they invade, they capture many of the advisors, Midah, Kenegad, Midah, who were the ones who pushed Yahya Shofa Derech in the first place. 
not that he's exonerated. And they were killed, and Yoshafat was captured and tortured. Uh, Yayash was uh, captured and tortured, and left almost to die. He's severely wounded, and they carry him back home, and he's going to be trying to recuperate in bed. And then in bed, he gets assassinated. We'll see later. So we're going to describe this at length in Divrei Yamin, but there's even a Midi Kanegamida why Hashem let him survive the war, barely, and then he's executed in bed. Why was that necessary? Why is that part of the Midi Kanegamida? We will discuss that as well. So that is the short version of the very swift downfall of Yoyesh and uh, the kingdom. The kingdom will survive, uh, Yoyesh won't, as we will see. Let's go back to the Pasuk. They assassinate him, and it tells the, tells the name of the two assassins. The Azavad ben Shimos, the Azavad ben Shemer Avadav Hiku. Vayamus, they come and now they get rid of him completely. David, he gets buried near David, but uh, interestingly enough, the Pasuk uh, Devarim will tell us also they buried him near David, but not with the other kings. Good news over here is that there were enough Sadiqim around to stop him from being buried with the kings. That's a that's a chiddush. You would think if the Rosham had complete control, they would have to bury him with the kings to show that we don't care, a king is a king, and the Russia Tzadik doesn't mean they would. They uh, stopped him, and they were powerful enough to stop him, and they said, bury him anywhere around here, Ir David, but not in the actual Kever HaMolochim, which the Pesach will point out as well. V'yimelech amatsya benoi tachtov. Take a look at Rashi and Chav Beis. Yezachar ben Shimaz, Yezavah ben Shemer, and Divya Yamim points out their nationality. Now, this either means they were Goyim, or they had been Megayer. You still can't marry into somebody from Amun Amayev if they're males, but the Geris is Chal. Why is the Pasuk telling you where they came from? The Lamed, first part of the Midda, the Lamed, Shanifram, Menachash, Baruch, Ayyadeh, Anashim, Kiyetzi, Boy, Yavo, Amayne, Moavim, per the Parsha. Amnamayev is known for the known for the lack of a of Tov, the fact that Kafu Tov. Light was saved by Avram, a great Messiah's Nefesh, put his life on the line to to ransom him and to get him back and fight against four kings. And they ignored the history and hired Bilam to destroy Klayasol. So these types of people from these nations should come. Again, as we will see next week, the Pasuk in Yamim. And the description here, what begs the question further is, indeed, why was he Kafei Taiv? He didn't usually have the Mita Vakaras Taiv. It's more than Kafei Taiv. Here it says he had the Chutzpah, he killed Zechariah, Yadah's son. There's something much deeper over here. Not only did he kill Zechariah's son, he also turned his back on the entire Messiah and everything his uncle and his Rebbe taught him. And the question is, why? Even if you want to be bad, yeah, Abi Yetzar for Avodah Zarah, lots of people Abi Yetzar for Avodah Zarah in these times. But 
to turn your back on everything and dafka lahachis, the other Navim, the Pasuk is going to describe, the other Navim gave Musar. They didn't, uh, they didn't kill him. Zachariya gave Harsham Musar, but he was closer to the Malthus. So how would he have the chutzpah to have him killed? And Mitzvah Shem will uh, pick that up next week. Before we do, I just want to mention two chazals ben to Yayada to round out the uh, godless of what he did for Klai Yisrael. Yes? He was useless now. Uh, he's not popular once he loses wars, two of them. And his so capital city is invaded. They weren't happy and he was useless. He was severely wounded and he was, he was, he was half alive. I say half dead, but uh, he was severely wounded recuperating and that, that's uh, fertile ground, especially if these two assassins were um, foreign hires and uh, they, this was Meis Bechayam for a small fee. It's unclear whether they were Jewish originally from Amman or they were just uh, hired, but no, it's not a Kiddush that they got rid of him at this point. They were happier to have his son become the next Noah. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was not really fit to rule anymore, but the, the real answer is, Meshem Yatzadav, and this means to get any. Do you want to know what would the editorial said in the front page of the paper? So they said that he's severely wounded, he lost the wars, only a melech like this is so incompetent can lose a war. We had 500,000 soldiers, and we lost against an army with 20,000 soldiers. You know, they had a lot to say. The, the whole... Uh, well, yeah, you in, in the Soviet Union they had a way. They still have a way of doing that. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Putin had a. What did you tell me, Yaakov, the other day? He had a recent. His recent vote was like uh, what five hundred to three, and the three were appointed just to, it should look democratic. And the other guys who really were troublemakers suddenly disappeared. And that's going on in the year um, two thousand sixteen. Limis Perm, Achidish Nifla. People think he's such a nice guy. Maybe he's a nice guy if you don't cross his path. But this was the, uh, so yeah, in many parts of the world, uh, uh, they all of a sudden, uh, you think he wants to tell me, Amai, so there was only one car in that city and a, a guy got hit by a car? There was only one car there? Was that you who told me that? Uh, way back in like, you know, the 1920s, they couldn't understand when he got hit, there was only one car. And the car never used to drive down the street too often. But that morning it drove down the street and the guy was gone. So um, in the ancient world, uh, again, suddenly, by the nine Yiddish kingdoms, this is Maisim Bechayam, but here they can understand politically why they had Tainas on him. How did he lose two wars like this? The army was a mamsha mismatch. At this point, you could do this very strong. They lost Gas, okay, and then they lost Yushalayim. They, 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 it was invaded, but they lost the whole city or not. And, uh, and the, all the nobles and the noblemen and all the, uh, all the Hushva people, they considered Hushva were killed. That's going to make a very unpopular king. Uh, let me begin concerning Yoyada. There's a fascinating Pusik which should sound very familiar. But uh, once you have this peric and understand what's going on, Pusik is going to mean a lot more. Ki itzmeneni b'sukai b'yem ra. Yeah. It's not Kriyashma if anybody didn't uh, say it yet. Itzmeneni b'sukai b'yem ra. Dovid says that Hashem protected him in his sukkah. Yastireni b'seisa ahaloi, protected me in your oihol. This Chazal says a direct reference to Yoyosh, who was protected and saved in Hashem's house in the Beis Hamikdash. How was he saved? Not only was he saved, but the uh, kingdom was turned around. B'tzur yiramimeni. So Chazal darshim b'tzur over here. Tzur is a rock, something that's steadfast. It's referring to Yoyodakayim. It's quite an impressive compliment. The Davar Malachi is saying Baruch Hakadosh that there will come a time. And my kingdom will be down to a low ebb and we're almost going to lose everything. It's down to one infant who's whisked away. 
and saved by the Godla Dar and his Rebetzim. And Hashem protects him in the base of Mitish, and Hashem sends a tzur to lift up the kingdom again and turn around Klai Yisrael and get rid of the Avodah and get rid of Asalia. And that tzur is Yehoyada. What we began describing is the fact that uh, he does it in a way where he feels an achrayis for the Klau. And he does it in a way where he and his covet has nothing to do with anything. And the reason he succeeds is because he puts himself aside. It's not a shava between him and Moshe Rabbeinu and any other person who has anivas in the extreme is that uh, if you're running things and you have enemies and you keep uh, focusing on how they insulted you and how they're getting in your way, ultimately you will unravel and you won't get the job done. Godless of Moshe Rabbeinu, even though every minute they turned around there was a different revolution and there was a different taina by people who had really no right to say anything. Erevrab and Dalsim Vaviram and Karech, when he started talking his Kfira, Moshe Rabbeinu ignored it and just got the job done. And the lesson for us, even though we know we need this madrega, is it's something to work on, it's a lifetime of Avedah, is the more anivas you inject in what you're doing for your family, for, for the Kalal, for the Tziba level, the more you take yourself out of the equation, the side aggravating things that come up and the comments that are made and the things that are done, if you learn how to ignore them, you will just continue focusing your project and just get it done. And you, know, you had to do this in a big way. Uh, primarily, we pointed out when things went wrong with the uh, Besamitish repair system, and instead of pointing out, uh, young man, uh, you know who I am, how dare you talk like that and uh, get somebody else to do it, uh, have somebody else build your own pushka. You don't find any of this here. And the fact that he was able to immediately put him on the throne and he guided him, but he was interested in transferring the power, and that's very, very noteworthy when we get to the psychological uh, disaster that went wrong within Yayesh. Here, his uncle and his rebbe uh, gave him everything, his physical life, his ruchnius, his power, and he's going to turn around and use everything against him to the extent that he's going to kill his son when his son tries to give him musr. That, that's going to be something we're going to have to focus on. But Chazal's compliment of one other medrash, you know what, this will take us a while. We'll save it for next week. I want to get to the Peliades. Remind me, I'm up to the medrash about other Mauritian. We'll take that up next week. Let's go to the Peliades. We are on page Kuf Zion. Kuf Zion, the bottom paragraph. We're talking about the uh, mitzvah Indian and protection of Bimalam Bitzchus, Sanegaria, and Chatzashalam, not Bimalam Kitrug when it's not absolutely necessary and you're talking directly to the people. This next one is interesting. It's Leilanu shouldn't be Nogea, but I'll raise a Shiloh, which, Hamal uh, Aslan, if it is Nogea, what exactly is the uh, right way to handle it? Be'eser, but you have it, Kuv Zayin, the bottom paragraph. Be'eser, Tzarek, Lizarek, Shadam, Nasim, B'Tzarek, Lame, Love, Sani, Gary. Somebody's in danger, never be Melam, Yitzchusan, never be Melam, Yitzchayvan, and only be Melam, Yitzchus, because if you start mentioning his Averis, it's going to be dangerous for him. Shol, Lahaskar, Avon, Asav, 
Kemina Kaliadas, like some Amaratsim who don't know this, Shaim and Zebazagarim, they start saying, Yeah, the reason this happened to him, he's in danger, he's going to start getting from It's Midi Kenega Midi, and it's this and it's that, and Hashem is punishing him. That might be true. That's not the time to discuss it. We know why it's happening. The Kitrik is worse when the person is in danger. And he's going to be on less firm ground if he start talking about these things. Even though Shemayim, they know it, but that's the rule, the metaphysical rule over here is you shouldn't say it. And Adarab, if you say the Yitzchus, like we had before with the uh, and we have a possibility of, of saving the person involved. My question is um, a person, hope this is never no is in serious danger. We usually think that the first thing you should do is do tshuva and say vidu, you know? Somebody's 119 and 364 days, and uh, 363 days. We see from Yad, as I mentioned, he lived 130. He can live past 120. But he's very old, and um, he's in the hospital. So what's the minute? Menig is, uh, Menig in Germany was a Chavagdisha, used to come and say Vidui with him when he had the flu for three days, just not to scare anybody, but otherwise they're going to scare him out of the woods, he's going to have heart failure just because the Chavagdisha is coming in. So he said, no, don't worry about it, we come in to see everybody who's sick, and do tshuva, it's a shame you recovered, you did tshuva, nothing wrong with that. They made a little plug, it's a very organized way of doing things. That's not the Menig today, we don't send the Chavagdisha to visit people in bed with the flu who have uh, been there for a week. Um, that would scare people as well. People are sensitive. Lamaisa, if it's in a situation where it's very, very close and severe sakana, we do say vidui. Vidui is chatasi, avisi, pashati. Why would you want to mention averis? If you said over here he's in danger, don't mention averis. So that's a good question. Uh, perhaps the answer is that when it's b'derchateva, almost the end, even though if you you shouldn't give up. Lamaisa, you better say vidui. Here, it's a guy who should be healthy, should live, and all of a sudden, the dangerous mokum, uh, you shouldn't. But I don't know. Usually, the, the matzav is, people think of saying Shema. I guess Shema is not mentioning Averis, but uh, Vidui and doing Tshuva. And that's the way in Kippur also. Yeah, Kippur, we're not. We're in danger because the din is there, but not in physical danger. You know, we're talking about a guy's in a matzav, you shouldn't start, you shouldn't, and probably he shouldn't. Now, the answer could be, only Asik but the stars, the answer could be that if he says it, He's mentioning his averis, but that's a schus for him because he's mentioning his averis, trying to do tshuva. We shouldn't mention his averis. That's one possibility. Or say shema, don't mention the averis. Third possibility is what we mentioned that, uh, well, if he really thinks uh, he doesn't give up yet, but chances are he might not be here soon, he really should do tshuva because he's not going to get a chance later. And maybe that will be a schus for the other answer. So maybe all the answers are correct in a way, maybe one of the answers are correct, but that's what you have to deal with. Hopefully, it'll never be no gay. Yes? He's not thinking it. Usually, you, if you mouth the words, remember we said the pshat with, uh, he said the pshat with uh, the son and the daughter, Nuchun Yochayefashichin, that when they went to ask Rav Dezer Davin, he Davin, Nuchun Yochayefashichin, he actually said the words that, oh, he's going to have a Yeshua. He helped Chayiso with wells, and his child's not going to be killed with a well. Because he said that, the child was saved. And then the son died of thirst. So some make the chilik that wasn't a well. Others make the chilik as the Pelias does that. The only reason it didn't work is nobody went, maybe he wasn't loved anymore, nobody went to him and said to tell him the story, and nobody said it. So, um, 
why not? Uh, it sounds like you gotta you gotta say it when anybody says it. Even I don't know if he was talking to anybody then or not. I, I think uh, it's probable that if a person himself or the matzah says it, that is a schus for him, and therefore that's not considered a kitra. Because most of the amratzim are saying, "Yeah, the guy deserves this meeting." That, that's a kitra. That's the that's the pashtus. And I, I think Leilano, uh, I think that's the meaning. Next step, the bottom line, the Lizar. I don't know why somebody would want to do this, but apparently in the time of the Peleites, uh, this was being done. And maybe they're doing it today, I just don't hear it. He said, be very careful not to say a kitchen and somebody is no longer here. Why? Because if he's not here, his neshama is being under bedin, certainly in the first year, and maybe on the earth side, it's not good for him to uh, be under this kitchen, even though he's no longer alive, top line. I've seen people who want to say not nice things about people who are no longer alive. This I've heard. They already say, yeah, he even has which even fits better. After he died, yeah, you know, they, they say, it's like, you know, and then they start talking about buying a car. Uh, so they excuse themselves and saying, yeah, now that he's uh, no longer alive, you don't say bad things, now he's a Kaddish, and then they go and start talking Lashon HaRam, Metzi Shemra. Mechaber, Nechaz Yom Kippurim, says they made a Cherem, not to Metzi Shemra on a mace. And all the Achraim discuss, uh, they made a Cherem, not to Metzi Shemra on a mace. So first of all, that means you can talk Lashon on a mace, just not Metzi Shemra. Metzi Shemra is when you make it up. Lashon is when it's true. Doesn't sound right. And why do they have to make a harem? Why is it Asa Medina? So you say, it's not Asa Medina because a person not alive, there can't be any mitzvahs better on the Chavero. He's not alive. So they had to make a harem that it's not a good idea, probably for this reason. And Mestishem was Labdafka. I mean, Mestishem is really a chutzpah, but uh, you're making up things. But uh, Lashon Har would be the same thing. Um, it's not Maduik, so they say they made a harem on Lashon Har, then Koshkin, Mestishem. But whatever the Pshad is, you shouldn't do it. And he's saying you shouldn't do it because it's dangerous for the Neshama. Take care of Eisen Lehepach. And as soon as they say, Achare Mais Kadeshem Amar, take care of Eisen Lehepach, Vaimim, Mitzayra Achare Mais. Because afterwards they start to, he's dead already, and they say, yeah, what a, what a Matzaira the guy was, and what a Baal Avera. And if you're a good person, you always look to say good things about everybody and about everything. Yeah. If a fellow was a Russian Musha and he was uh, and they arrest him and bring him to Basin and give him skila. Before he dies, we give him that drink and we have him say Vidoy and he does chuva. And after he gets killed, we assume he has a kapara. Kapara is not finished till he dies and uh, the body decomposes, but it's in process. So a guy like that you shouldn't talk about anymore. If a guy didn't do tshuva, and he, as you're killing him, he says, you guys are crazy, you can't do this to me, and I'm going to get Zeus to come after you, and you're going to be in big trouble. So then that's, he's still in Abed Abed Azar, and, uh, and uh, relying on the Yerach by saying that name. He holds this, the Abed uh, is not in practice, you can say the name, or it's a Chumash, which uh, Zeus is not. But if he's saying that as you kill him, then the, he's still a Russia, and we, uh, Pasha says there's no issue. So we don't know, we assume he did. Uh, a yid will give the uh, benefit of the doubt, yeah. yeah. And uh, any, any, any issues with the man who Ah, there are many, many guys who are um, nice, keep the Zion mitzvahs, and they die, and they get a lamaba. So if you have one like that, unless you know he's a Russian Russian, then we say, Yamach Shemar V'Zichroi. We were discussing this the other week. Somebody uh, said, Haba Shem Risham Yerkov. I said, that's the same idea. Yamach uh, Shemar, it means it should be a race. That's Shem Risham Yerkov. But he has to go down as a as a Russia. 
Interestingly enough, the classic case where they say by Vedrashamrina, by Achov, which we saw, when he died in battle, there was a tremendous simcha in the machana because he died. And with that, Chazal still have machlekes. Did he lose his olam haba? Did he not? He stood up by the chariot. Did he save a lot of Yidin because he showed the courage not to have them all run the other way? Didn't want to let on they were losing and he was dying. And he was a man of half uh, schusim before that. It just tipped the scale the other way because he had murdered somebody. Even after everything, we're not sure. They said by Rebbe Shamrina, but uh, to say even on him, Yemach Shemay is not Pasha because Chazal have Machlegas whether he lost his Elam or not. So it's put it this way Shem uh, Yerkev is an Indian, a mitzvah, but when in doubt, leave it out. If you don't have to use it, then, then don't. Uh, we even had a Machlegas Paiskim uh, about some of the early uh, anti religious uh, secular Zionism, Zionists like Ben Gurion and where Chaznish took exception to saying Yemach Shemai, he held that if he died, that they miss a Yibam to make him Shemai, and, uh, and others held not so. so even al Kedai Kach, how much of a Tinnish Nishpa he was, he wasn't. So, what? Allah Shalom might be a little bit too far. Uh, you could probably, uh, I said, when did that leave it out? You might, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if the Chaznish said that. He just said, uh, look, Allah Shalom, we hope in uh, the Elam he has some peace sooner or later than some Kapara, but that's. Uh, System. So I think you can, uh, in certain magazines, they um, actually come to think about it. I meant to talk to you about that. Uh, they have on a few of the people, so we'll discuss that afterwards. On that positive note, all the Yidden should have a kapara. Mr. Shem will continue tomorrow night with the Chukasem Lusalechum.